Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Abandonment to Divine Providence by Jean-Pierre de Cossard, S.J., Book 1, Chapter 2, Section 5, The Action of Jesus Christ in the Souls of Men. The divine action continues to write in the hearts of men the work begun by the Holy Scriptures. But the characters made use of in this writing will not be visible till the day of judgment. Jesus Christ, yesterday, today, and forever, Hebrews 13, 8, says the Apostle, from the beginning of the world, he was, as God, the first cause of the existence of souls. He has participated as man from the first instant of his incarnation in this prerogative of his divinity. During the whole course of our life, he acts within our souls. The time that will elapse till the end of the world is but as a day, and this day abounds with his action. Jesus Christ has lived and lives still. He began from himself and will continue in his saints a life that will never end. O life of Jesus, comprehending and extending beyond all the centuries of time, life effecting new operations of grace at every moment. If no one is capable of understanding all that could be written of the actual life of Jesus, all that he did and said while he was on earth, if the gospel merely outlines a few of its features, how many gospels would have to be written to record the history of all the movements and all the moments of this mystical life of Jesus Christ in which miracles are multiplied to infinity and eternity. If the beginning of his natural life is so hidden, yet so fruitful, what can be said of the divine action of that life of which every age of the world is the history? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Kosad doesn't often give us deep theological explanations of what he's directing us to do in this book. He's directing us to abandon ourselves to divine providence that shows itself in our active duties and in the things that we have to accept. He's primarily interested in our having faith that everything that happens is part of God's plan. But we noticed yesterday 
that in this understanding of the divine action in history, in the events of our life, the key is Christ himself. Just as the key that unlocks all of the Old Testament, all of the history of salvation is Christ himself. So all of God's activity, all of what he is saying in the creation of the world and in the history of the world and the events of our life, everything he's saying is somehow his son. And what does all that mean? Well, in this chapter, he begins to tell us. What it means is that our life and what's happening in our life is a participation, a sharing in the life of Jesus. That the Son of God became the Son of Mary. He became the Son of Man. And he lived a human life, but it was the human life of the divine Son. Okay? He lived this human life, beginning with the incarnation in Mary. And his humanity shared in the prerogative, the dignity, the privileges of his divinity. And his divinity is the divinity of the Son of God as received from the Father. And that human life which he lived in this world was 33 years. But the life of his soul, the life of love, the life of humility, the life of prayer, the life of obedience is like a well. It's like an ocean of water from whose fullness we have all received grace upon grace. And what is happening in each of our lives in the moment of our baptism is that the life of Christ is at work. Grace is not just like an abstract thing. Grace is a sharing in the grace of Jesus Christ. Sanctifying grace is a participation in his grace. It's giving us a share in his life. The life that began in his human life continues in the saints. Comprehending all time, all the centuries, and every moment. And he's John, the apostle, is the one who said that if books were written about what Jesus did, said and did, there wouldn't be enough books. You couldn't write enough books about everything he did on earth. And Dekosad is saying, well, if that's true, then if you add to Jesus and all the saints in history, all the ways the life of grace is being played out, you, there would even be more books that would be needed into infinity and eternity. And this is why it's so important for us to realize that the life of Christ, hidden in the womb of Mary, so small, so unnoticed, is how God likes to act. And we don't need to expect, or we shouldn't expect, that our life is going to be something remarkable in some worldly sense. Our life is hid with Christ in God. Our life is hid with Christ in God. But in our life, in our fidelity 
and our prayers and all that's happening. We are like branches grafted onto Christ the vine. We are the parts of his mystical body. And the life of Christ is being lived in us. Which means it's a life of humility, yes. A life of being loved by Jesus, about Mary and Joseph, yes. A life of self-giving love like Christ. But also a life that will share in his passion, death, and resurrection. That we will share in his life to the extent that we share in his passion. But we don't have to be afraid because he is in us. And whatever he asks of us, he will enable us to endure. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.